Hello and welcome to the football chat room. Um, in today's episode, of course, it's precious. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, so um, uh, um, Lionel Messi will leave PSG this summer, and there cannot be news about Messi, and we will not talk about Messi. So, of course, we'll talk about Messi in today's episode. Um, we'll talk about Chelsea Football Club and. <laughs> Chelsea currently have this is crazy. Chelsea have thirty nine points after three games this season. <laughs> Chelsea are <laughs> Chelsea are tough on the table. So that's in our discussion. Um, what else is that is in our discussion? And um, we'll talk about um, Arsenal. For some reason, people seem to have a soft spot for Arsenal, and I said this thing. <laughs> and I know how heavily criticized I got. Because I mean, why <laughs> why are you praising? I mean, I, I think it was it was I think it was Piers Morgan. I saw an interview he did and he's like, You're you're praising failure. For goodness sake. If these guys do not win the league, it's it's been a failed season. Have they grown? Yes. But they have also failed. So there's that in the discussion. And um, what else did we agree on? Uh, I, I just had a conversation with Precious, by the way, just before this episode, 14 minutes conversation. So we talked about what will be on this episode. And we hope that this will be a short episode. So Precious, what else is on the menu? Yeah. Um, um, prospective new club for Lionel Messi. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So then we... Because people are doing it online... <laughs> because it's a hot topic right now. We we'll compare Arsenal season to United season. Okay, so first of all, we will start with um, Chelsea Football Club, then go into PSG because we talked about PSG at length. I'm going to PSG and then the Lionel Messi issue. There's a lot of information about that Messi issue. Um, was he really being unprofessional? And of course, prospective new clubs for um for Lionel Messi, and then talk about Arsenal being winners without winning anything. <laughs> and lastly, we will close the episode by talking about um, what's... Okay, I'm comparing United's season to Arsenal's season. Of course, the season is not over. You never know what will happen, but the comparison will be on the basis that Arsenal do not win the league. So we're starting right away with Chelsea. It's Do you see... Okay, first of all, Chelsea's next game League. Chelsea's next game is against Bournemouth and then Nottingham Forest and then Manchester City, Manchester United and to close the season Chelsea have to play Newcastle United so that's their next five games First, um, just to be blunt, how many points is Chelsea picking up in their next five games? I don't think they are getting more than four points in the next five games and... <laughs> that's, I, It's I actually think shocking them. because you think they'll get what? I think they'll get either three points or one point. I see them getting a point only against Nottingham Forest. Yeah. What about Bournemouth? Bournemouth currently? No. No. Not 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 Bournemouth on this form, on the form they are. Okay. Well I think I think four points is the max. I'm not saying it with confidence. And that that gives you like it paints a clear picture of where Chelsea is at the moment as a football club. The fact that there is a situation like there, there is um um there's an outcome, right? 
there's a possibility that in short, there is a match that can happen and Chelsea will be relegated this season. <laughs> that is that is that is crazy. That I think is crazy I to even talk about. And these are the, there was something I was saying. They said these these same people that are making like, excuses for Lampard are the same people that roasted Ragnik, right? And Ragnik yeah. did not have a transfer window, right? Ragnik did not have any of the money that Chelsea like United did not spend any of the money right, that Chelsea have been able to spend, right? Even up to January and all that. So, but. Just just like I always say, right? I always say in our conversations, I feel like double standards is the thing that happens in football, especially when you are expected to have a culture of winning. You get that's I think the the last time I brought up this conversation was when I was talking about uh I think was it yeah, it was Ronaldo, right? Where I was saying that these are the things that Ronaldo will do. Right, and everybody is going to talk about it, and somebody else does it, and they just get away with it. You know, Ronaldo would have a season like 25 goals, 30 goals, and still be criticized, right? While we have other people that probably never hit that amount of goals, like ever, then you'll be hearing things like, Yeah, like even though he can't score, he presses well, you know, <laughs> our overall game is better. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's what it, it's just the way it is, right? When you've created like a kind of a legacy of success, you know, I I always say that Chelsea don't have as much heritage as United. You know, that is quite clear, right? United are always going to have higher standards, probably the highest standards in all oh, of England. Yes, of any Premier League club. Yes, sometimes these standards are not found in our owners, right? <laughs> most times, not sometimes, most times, right? Not found in the players, most times, right? But most times, not even in the fans, right? But the people that know United, even our opponents, you get, they innately expect more from United. Do you understand? Like, it's as if is this United, you know, you get like is this United? Any small team, they are like, ah, United. Yeah, you know, you draw with Tottenham. <laughs> what? What the result? You know, like you know, I, <laughs> I had this, I had, I had this conversation about Ateta, and then I basically said, look, man, Ateta has been, <laughs> Ateta has managed for three and a half seasons, and he's about to bottle the league. And then I said, um. I said, um, I will not forgive any manager. Of course, you can say he's growing and everything. That's understandable. That provides context. But I said, I will not forgive any United manager for being at the club for three years. For Now, I will not call for the manager, for the manager to be sacked if there's growth. Because, I mean, I believe in long term. Yeah, but they cannot hide. Yeah. They cannot come they and will, be making they comments. They will not hide. Make it okay. And then, basically, yes. it was just made clear to me that bro, standards are different. And then you're coming from, I think it was an Arsenal fan that pointed it out to me and one other United fan. You're coming from the perspective of being a United fan. You expect certain things yeah. from your club. So, for example, I expect that we challenge for the title next season with the kind of season we've had and the transfers yeah. I'm expecting that we have. 
I expect that we challenge. Now, I'm not saying we should win, but I expect that we challenge. Top two, top three. Yeah, be, That's my expectation. I'll, of I'll be in the conversation somewhere yes. in the closer to the to the title. Well, yeah, so that's so I've just I've just had to come, and of course the fact that United are the biggest club in um, England cannot be overrated. And then and so, something else, there was also this question that you just talked about, where double standards exist. It was very because I know how how um, I think even people who are English had to admit how much slack Thomas Tuchel got towards the end of his time at Chelsea. Now it's very clear that the only reason Lampard is not getting this kind of slack. Is because he's English. He's mates now. He's mates since. <laughs> they just they, they protect each other and they just they, they don't want because they, they they come together on the weekends, you know. <laughs> it would be very awkward if I just criticize you on ESPN or like uh, Sky Sports and then we're having a barbecue barbecue on the weekend. Like, how do we look at each other? You know, <laughs> but been... when 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 uh, what's his name? When Gary Neville criticized Ronaldo, Ronaldo ignored him. <laughs> <laughs> and who knows? This is probably somebody that probably they they could they would have had probably had each other's contact, you know, before then. Just because of yeah, just because of some criticism, you know, you get snobbed. So this is. Probably not players of the same generation per se, right? In Neville and Ronaldo. So it's different when you know it's your guy. You know, you probably played in midfield with this guy at some point, probably for England or for the club, you know, and then they now ask you, you know, you, you you need to find a way to give him a soft landing, you get. So because I know <laughs> I know I think that, that you, know you don't even need to go this far. Right? Like no matter when people yeah. When people talk about Madison and Bruno Fernandes in the same conversation, you you start to see the bias, <laughs> right? Because these two players are a stark contrast of each other. You know, Bruno played when we thought he wouldn't play. You get, and he still gave a match-winning performance. He played ninety minutes, right? Like, yes, he and has played. He has played one eighty minutes since that injury plus extra time. Yeah. So, he will play tomorrow. <laughs> probably, which is why I don't see the point of probably looking. This is part of what happened to Van de Beek, right? Bruno will play every game. That's the thing. Any game that he just doesn't get injured. And you, I remember when we have this conversation, you get, and I say, if you're a great player and you never play, right? I don't care. I don't really care. Like, if you can do like, 100 logo bars score from the halfway line. But you, I never feel, please get out of my club. Like, yes, go and rehabilitate somewhere. There is job for Pondit you get if you can't really play the game. Because, it's like, you need to play. Like, it's just like having somebody like Martial that the coach always has to, like, I don't know, guard with cutting wool or something like. <laughs> because... If you play him 90 minutes, you might not see him tomorrow. You might have to play records. Yes. <laughs> and even now, the coach does not even trust him to, like, lead the line from the start of the game anymore. Yeah. Like, you can see the last two games, that's what he's playing center forward. You know? But, like, okay, and this on. brings me back, this brings me back to, like, probably the argument I was trying to have, like, earlier in the season. 
in hindsight, like there are a lot of things that are clearer now, you get. But there is still that argument of should Ten Hag have backed Martial over Ronaldo, right? We could have had Martial like as a second striker, and Ronaldo in this system will get goals, right? Obviously, because there are a lot of balls coming into the box, you know, even though his bad form and everything, you get. But we are having to watch where God, like, this is... <laughs> yeah, anyway, so let's just move on. I I also wanted to point out bias because I remember when, um, I, I remember um, Gary Neville, when, when Ole was still at the club, and Gary Neville would just not criticize Ole. Gary Neville criticized every yeah, other. Yeah, at all. Whenever he's asked, he doesn't the assistant coaches. Well, not criticize the manager. And then someone, I, I think it was on his Twitter, after Ole had retired, and then Neville, ne- Neville, he, he said it. You can check his tweets. He said that. Yeah, I saw, I saw that tweet yeah. that he would never criticize. He, he said he was not going to criticize Uli because yeah. he's his friend. And yes, there are some yes. things that are more important than Ponditry. He said it. That's what I'm telling you. You get these things will never happen, especially in England. You know, it's not just go- it's not going to happen. You get, and we are having this whole conversation because it's the English Premier League. Right in the national team, nobody will say anything bad about Messi. No Argentinian player, yeah. No Argentinian point say anything bad about Messi. Yes. So that is just it. You get it's it's becoming a big a big force now because it's the English Premier League, right? And most of the players are foreigners. If it was the Brazilian league, nobody will say anything bad about the players that they really care about. You get Neymar is king with all the criticism now. That Neymar is facing at Brazil, he is king. Nobody talks <laughs> anything bad about Neymar. You get so it is. It's just how it is, right? It's not an English football team. It's a football team because it's a team sport. You know, okay, so when you come out, when you come out with a particular group, right, consistently thirty times in a season, you get criticized together and everything. You you don't think that a bond forms, you know? <laughs> so, just before just before we leave Chelsea, um, many people are saying um that Chelsea will. <laughs> I don't know. I I really I I okay. I think Chelsea will make top ten next season. Well, I don't, I don't think Chelsea will even make Europa League football next season. And this is really early days. What do you think about the appointment of Mauricio Pochettino? Because it's most likely that he's going to take over the job at Chelsea. That's one. And do you think Chelsea will be back? contending for a Champions League spot next season or to make it a little easier on them an Europa League spot or Conference League um, I I think Chelsea will find a way to play Conference League but I think any manager in the world is going to find it difficult with this squad and it's I think what Todd Bully has done to this club is very deep I said this club like seven years back no <laughs> because seven is, is maybe is maybe dramatic but I think he said this club at least two years back with just two transfer windows yeah, and there's really no indication that he's going to start making decisions that will fix the damage that has been done, right? And to be fair to him, there, I don't think there's any going back. When you've given seven-year contracts <laughs> to everybody that 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 lets you, that, that agreed to sign, Right, you gave them seven, seven, seven year contract. Enzo, left, right, and center. Enzo Fernandez is contracted to Chelsea till 2040. In fact, till 2041, <laughs> because 
it was in a seven-year contract, and then for some weird reason, then got renewed contracts when they were losing games. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, I think I don't know about the Europa League, but Champions League is off the table for one because the quality of the Premier League this season, we all know, shows right? you what there will of, be. Yeah, there are a lot of teams that are going to be much better. Liverpool are going to get like a transfer window, probably by actual make sure that this time around. <laughs> and uh, my situation is going to be there. United is going to be improved. I believe. I'm hoping. I know. It's Ten Hag. I think he will improve. He will find ways to improve that team. Right? Even without signings. I feel like if they play together, he's the kind of coach that improves players. Right? So, uh, there is Tottenham will be looking to get back into the court. Right? Probably new manager. Talks of Nagosman. Right? Mm-hmm. So, there are going to be new players in there. Uh, probably have them competing one once again. Right? There's Newcastle as well in the mix. Yes. Newcastle are going to improve their squad. Like, we, could, we can see that towards the end of this season again, it seems as if they they, they are back in form, right? And we're not talking about draws anymore. You get this, they are routing FT wins, yes, yes. So it, it's clearly telling you that this, these people like they are not here to like play like Newcastle, right? Or a mid table team. They want to, they want to have you know some kind of class. You know, there's a way that when you're playing Man City, you know that. Compulsory, you would have to play a certain way, you know. I think that's what they are trying to. That's what they are trying to achieve. They are going for blood, like in every game, which is very nice. And you can see that, like, they've been able to make smart signings. This, which is why I'm talking about this whole, you know, uh, uh, Middle Eastern ownership. It seems <laughs> it comes with a certain kind of drive. But no. do you think because I I mean you said Europa League just but there's there's okay there's let's talk about the big uh, the the clubs that I think will finish top four. Uh, there's Manchester City, there's Arsenal. It's crazy. Do you know you have to give me my credit, right? Yeah. Why? Credit. I called Chelsea not being in the Champions League very very I, early before. I did so. I did so. I did so. But I mean I also called Spurs being in the Champions League. So yeah, that it happens. <laughs> <laughs> I talked about Arsenal. I talked about Arsenal being in the top four. When I watched their preseason, you get the way Arsenal mold Chelsea in preseason. I just knew that this is the top four team. You know, like there's really no talk about it. The way they played, they were playing with so much. You could see last night, right? You could see that regardless of all the preseason we might have for Arsenal, probably them bottling the league. You could see that this team is clearly way ahead of us. You know, like, especially playing league football, right? Because yeah. league football is different from cup football. Yeah, very In the different. league, you need to dominate games. You get. In the cup, you need to create chances. You and get. take your chances when so, you create them. Yes, and take your chances. So you need people that can change games, you know, with the right mentality and all that. Now, in the league, you need a structure. You get, you need a structure that works. You get, and you could see that Arsenal have that structure. They they scored the same exact goal twice. 
in that game. Yeah. You get yeah, that is yeah. structure. You can't tell me that that's not structure. You get they know to put the ball into the box, you know. Or the guy knows where the ball is going to come. He knows to leave his man and run into the space. You know, two goals the same exact way. The way they build up, the way they move the ball around, they always try to score that exact goal. You get, they go to the wing, look for a pass, play the cross, you know, and somebody tries to hit it first time. They always, I think Saka scored a similar goal. Was it against Man United? No, it was not against United, eh? because against United. I think there was a one-touch goal that he scored that is similar like that. Like, you know, like, so that that's what I'm saying, right? Like, you could see clearly that these teams were ready for the challenge. I think, like, when you come into Chelsea, you need to be sending, like, 22 players to therapy first because, because I mean, it will mean ther- <laughs> they will be needing therapy to recover from this season. And this is a team about... that has Kante. Yeah. Kante. And they can't stop conceding. We're talking about um, champion, um, Europa League for Chelsea. Now, there's, there's um, City, Arsenal, United, Newcastle. There's Liverpool. That's, that's five. There's Brighton and Hove Albion. <laughs> there's Tottenham. They are going to lose a lot of players. So I don't know about that. Yeah, yeah that, that, that will happen, of course. But anyway, let's... let's um, the, the PSG issue now. Um, they are already buying Jao Pedro, so it means I'm sure they are going to sell. Yeah, but oh, Evan Ferguson has renewed his contract with Brighton. Yeah, of course, but you need a midfield. Who is going to play midfield next season? They will need, they probably need to buy. Okay, um, so let's move on to PSG now. Um, what Fabrizio Romano has said, yes, he said two things. First of all, we know that, um, Messi missed team training because he was in Saudi Arabia. Now, we don't know why he was in Saudi Arabia, but we know from Fabrizio Romano that, in fact, the club had given the players a day off when Messi was in Saudi Arabia. But because they lost, they cancelled the day off. And when they made that cancellation, Messi was already on the plane to Saudi Arabia. So now, we also know that <laughs> Messi will definitely leave PSG next season. And then there's the whole issue. I think we talked about PSG just before we got on this episode. But just to save time, we'll just look at prospective clubs for Messi. Now, I was talking to someone and, of course, the most likely destination is Barca. But La Liga president has said that it's going to be very difficult for Barca. Because, I mean... It's not going to happen. Yeah, Barca it doesn't make any sense. Barca, have Barca yet... when did Barca start making sense? They don't care about making sense. <laughs> anyway, like Barca have yet to register Ronald Araujo and Gavi's new contracts. As a matter of fact, when Gavi's current contract expires, he will live on the free transfer. Yeah, I, mean, I thought that was already sorted. Was it? Well, I, I, has it? Anyway, I don't know, but yeah, I mean, the that president has said that it's going to be very. Difficult to sign Messi. Messi, to be fair, Messi comes with a baggage. Like <laughs> I know, I know there was when when he, when his contract was leaked. I I saw things. <laughs> I saw image rights. I saw. <laughs> so even even if even if you're not playing, you're not paying him his wages. There are some things that his agency will want him to get paid for. Yeah, and he brings in a lot of money though. Yeah. And I that that happened, and then we looked at Manchester City, considering that Barca are interested in both 
Ronaldo Silva, and Eke Gundogan. Now, Mercy as Man City will make a lot of sense. Of course, I think it's going to reduce the playing time that Real Madrid currently has, and it's Pep is going to have to change his system again to accommodate Messi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, don't Messi... Think, I don't think he'll buy Messi. I don't think he'll buy Messi. I don't think that's on tape. He hasn't even been mentioned, has he? It's, been it's, not, it's okay. It's, it's it's been mentioned earlier. Yeah, I think by Lefkipe. That's much earlier. I don't think he would. He, I don't think there will be De Bruyne, right? I don't think there will be De Bruyne, um, Messi and Haaland in the same team. Why no, not? That, that won't happen. That won't happen. <laughs> because you don't want. That won't happen. I don't know if you've noticed. Uh, I don't know if you've noticed, but De Bruyne does not contribute a lot defensively. Mm-hmm. Yes, he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't. You know, he he really he really moves around a lot. But Haaland, do you want Haaland at the back? Is that where you want him? Because if the ball goes to him when he's in deep areas of the pitch, he can't help you progress the play. Yeah. I don't know if you've, if you've noticed that if Haaland is deep, they don't pass to him. Because they progress with other players and. If you take out, let's say, okay, Mares, not very good defensively, right? But if you start talking about Bernardo Silva, you get leaving the team, that's one more energy. You get that's leaving. Sacrifice. You don't, you don't take, yes, for Messi, that's less energetic. And we all know how the Premier League is going to be next season. You get like, if Guardiola eventually wins this, this, uh, season's Premier League, he's going to fight for for his crown, you know, because everybody's going to come for it, you know. So, it's... I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. Just like I told you with PSG, right? You can't put Messi, have Messi, have Mbappe, especially in the Premier League, you know, where the game is so fast. Like I told you, Grealish having to track back to block uh, Salah scoring. You get... You see how deep everybody has to come in the games, you know, against Chelsea, against uh, Arsenal, I don't know if you watched that game, but you could see that there was a true ball from Kante to Chilwell that Saka ended up being the one having to yeah. defend it. You get, the game is just so... Do you understand what I'm saying? You can't, you can't really... United play, they want to leave Rashford up front. The whole 11 changes, right? Because you can't... You, it's not a, the kind of league that you... You leave two people up front, you know, playing a full row. Nobody does it. Nobody tries it in the league. You can only have one person. You get only one person gets to be free, you know, don't press much. If you have if you have more than one person, you are going to be eating alive. When you imagine going to Newcastle, right? And you're playing Messi, Haaland, and they are going to press the hell out of you. Like there's a lot of talent there, you get, but a game is 90 minutes. You get, and most of the game you don't spend it attacking. You get, it's contesting for the ball, right, and defending. That's what happens, right? Those attacking areas, like getting to the places where Messi, Haaland, and De Bruyne will be dangerous, it's just very small aspects of the game. You get, compared to the bigger picture where you need to track back because these people are trying to break. You get, if you see the way Newcastle play, very quick. In transition, the way my United play very quick in transition, and Liverpool. that's generally the reason. That's Even the, yes, Liverpool, for example, nothing have you get everybody's trying to play like a quick game, 
And that's the reason why Pep plays four center backs because he really doesn't want any stories in defense. You get it? <laughs> and all this, this whole tactical revolution, right, is because of just Haaland, then three the starting 11. Yeah. You get it? So I imagine. I was just about somebody to like that, that he changed yeah, so, the system the previous season for Haaland and then having to switch it up for Messi the next season. Yeah. He will probably have to now play Rodri and Kevin Phillips. Right, so accounts for me. You now have to see probably Rodri, Kevin Phillips, Grealish on the left. He's good defensively. Then on the right, Bernardo Silva. Right, then Messi and Haaland up front. But where do you keep the Bruyne? And then you probably maybe put the Bruyne on the right. Right, but you've lost Bernardo Silva. So it might now be like, let's say, the Bruyne and Bernardo Silva. Right, in the uh, kind of inverted winger positions, right? The, the, the Bruyne, Bernardo Silva, and then Messi and Haaland. But then you've lost Grealish, right? Very important player for Guardiola based on what he's been saying, right? So it's very complicated. And there is no way in that team, considering that he likes to play four centre-backs now, right? You need players that are comfortable holding the ball up in wide positions because that's how you get possession in the opposition half. Your winger has to hold the ball up. Right, so that the rest of the team can advance. Right, because if he's the center forward holding the ball up, right, he's going to get one very easily. Like everybody's going to come for him. You get so. I don't think Messi will work. You have to think about. You, you could as well mention Chelsea, <laughs> <laughs> please. <laughs> but I'm he's never you, coming here. I'm telling you right you know now. No, he's not coming. I'm telling you that if Messi joins Chelsea, he will not improve that team. That's how bad they are. He will not. He will not. He will not even try it. He will not try to go to Chelsea. Not in a million years. Like with from the shitstorm happening at PSG to the shitstorm happening at Chelsea. Nah, 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 nah. It's not, it's not okay, so happen. where do you think Messi will go to? Because of course there is the offer from Saudi Arabia. I think it's. I think what? that that is actually the most viable option right now. It's over. It's the, it's the only option that makes sense. It's the only option that makes sense. He gets a big payday. You know, I think it's either Saudi Arabia or America. And you of know? course, the, Messi and Ronaldo. Yeah, you know, you know, there was a talk about um, Beckham's team signing Messi. Yeah, what's really, that your name again, sir? Um, Inter Miami, really. Yeah, Inter Miami. But I yeah. think, hey, if you're going to go to America, just go to Saudi Arabia where you can earn more money. Yeah, yeah that that's the only two things I think that is. That is viable. The only two teams, Inter Miami or was it Alila in Saudi Arabia? Yeah, Al Hilal, yes. So I think that those are the two places that he will be going to. The Saudi Arabia would will make it big if they have Messi and Ronaldo. Yeah. That's I think that's the, that's good. Even if it's for just one year, right? I think it is go it's going to be so big. It's going to be so big. Okay, and him just go, him going to Saudi Arabia, it, it has to mean something, you know. It has to mean something because that's the same thing that happened before Ronaldo signed. I don't know if you can remember, he went to Saudi Arabia when yeah, that yeah. whole rumor was still going on. Yeah, he went to Saudi Arabia, so it might mean something there. It might mean something, yeah, that he's going with the family. I heard you know, it wasn't. Ambassadorial deal was 30 million. I don't know the details. I it, it was unconfirmed, so I don't know about that. But um, 
it's so close yeah with his family with his family (laughs) so to close this episode and let's look at um of course um arsenal bro your champions league prediction yeah my dude lost to his side last night no no no, we are so I have. I, we'll, you we'll, we'll you said that down. they are going to beat Man City. I'm not saying that they will not, but really, calm down now. <laughs> we'll can just calm down. We will preview the episode on. I, I okay. We'll, we'll we'll do on Monday and release on Tuesday morning. I also have I have um two guests coming in. Um, people who think Mourinho is a better a better man a better manager than Pep Guardiola. So we'll have that argument and then. We will preview the Champions League games for that week. That's the contents for the next episode. So yeah, if you listen to this episode, you know what next episode we will have. So let's just hold on on that and look at Arsenal and Manchester United season. Yeah, um, I think United with with the trophy, especially and with the potential to be around that far now. I think it's yeah. pretty well for ourselves. They definitely yeah. um now thing is there there is even a slight chance that because I don't care what anybody says City, City could play better all day and all we have to do is play one long ball to Rashford and score and win the final that's that's how cup matches are decided yeah especially like it, it's a cup match you know it's a cup match and everything is going to be like it's going to be much even neutral ground especially. Yeah, right. well, um, I think Wembley, Wembley is big enough. I think Wembley, Wembley send, sends out thirty five thousand tickets to fans of the both clubs, and then of course you know they have um, I think special tickets. But that's by the yeah. way. What, what I wanted to say is now United have won the Carabao Cup. United will most likely win the top four. Um, yeah, and then there's Arsenal. So basically, Europa League quarterfinals, Carabao Cup champions, FA Cup finals, or Possibly FA Cup winners and top four. You play in the Champions League next season. And yeah, I generally that... feel that if Arsenal don't get the league, we've, we've already had a better season. As long yeah. as they don't get the league, I think don't I, get the league. I, I I agree with that. Now, um, now I you we talked earlier about uh, Arsenal. Are I want to state this: Arsenal are a better team than Manchester United, but they haven't had a better season than Manchester United. I think um. I like I I know I know people want to say but I like the fact that there are now stats in football that quantify people's progress. I know stats can I I even I don't even completely agree with the fact that stats can be misleading. I think stats provide perspective if you know how to watch the game and if you know how to use the stats properly. But that's another entire conversation. But these I I think we can make very very um, clear statements that have context. That's not like a better team than United, but United have had a better season because your progress, like it or not, will be measured with trophies. And I think I had that conversation. There was one there was one month where both Casemiro and Rashford were nominated for I think Premier League player of the season and Manchester United, Manchester United player of the season. And I told people, see, Rashford should win this team. Because it's very simple. Now if Rashford, I, I of course goals win you matches, but I said Rashford can be can be having a very brilliant season and not scoring goals, and you will blame him. 
So it is only right that when he's scoring, he gets accolades for those goals. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. So, and generally, trophies. Trophies. Not Trophy. winners. They are not winning anything. <laughs> That's not what we, we are trying to say. Soja was able to get. Soja was able to get second, right? So, <laughs> I, I feel like the way he's playing with us now, very good. I love this for him as a coach, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, to compare seasons, I think you no, know, they have to win the league to be yeah. to have had a better season than United, right? Because if you check, for example, Ten Hag is he's really underappreciated because. He he kind of kept us alive in four competitions. Yes. Carabao Cup, FA Cup, in the league top four, basically, right? And the Europa League, at least to the points that we got to. So I mean, I don't even I if if, if there's a way for me, so I think there was one time where um, Manchester United opened up a, a messaging portal where you could send players messages directly because. I, I don't know how to. I, I think that United fans should appreciate these players because this set of players, the ones that have been playing... Yeah, that was before the final. That's when yeah, they did that. So played they were in like a lot of games. And I, I, beyond even Ten Hag, I, I, I really hope I can find a way to appreciate the players because, they, you, for goodness sake, Bruno Fernandes has... <laughs> Bruno Fernandes has played the most minutes in Europe this season. And... Yeah. He does not. He does not look tired. I mean, there are games where we lose and he's frustrated, but he does not. The look numbers tired. are unreal, right? But so, you do not want it that came to my mind. Right? Just to digress a bit, right? One thing that came to my mind is that Bruno Fernandez might not, might not play all his peak at United, and that is scary that we might lose that player eventually. Because Bruno, yes. But you know, you know. I think the way he plays, the way he plays. I love to see when, club. when a player plays like that because probably they love this particular club. Yeah, you know. I'm telling but, you that Bruno, Bruno renewed before Ten Hag joined. The club yes, has his contracts. Exactly, you get. But with even that renewal, I feel like if a Real Madrid come for him, you know, Real Madrid, they are probably going to be losing Modric. Yeah, sorry, Modric is. Is obviously going to be stepping down very soon, right? Mm-hmm. But okay, just 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 on Real Madrid. Now you've talked about it. Reports have emerged that Real Madrid are close to signing Jude Bellingham. Yeah, yeah, I've been hearing that that they want to complete the deal very early. Yeah, right before the but end of the season. That, that's like just by the way. For a minute. But I, I, we knew that we knew that Real Madrid was going to have this summer. Right, yeah. because they've not been spending like Real Madrid for a few years now. I really think right, so I, you know that. I, I think they might also they might also go for Mbappe again. I think they might go for him again. That, that but was, definitely they'll be buying the striker. They'll I'll, be buying I'll, one I'll, striker. Yeah. I'll keep an eye on that one. But I I yeah. I actually think that I I don't know. I I just feel, for example, I'm confident that Rashford will renew his contracts. That's that's where I feel about Bruno Fernandes. Like, I feel Bruno, if given the chance, would retire as Manchester United. 
But no, this is this is what I'm saying, right? Mm-hmm. This, this this is my argument, right? When you see a player that plays with so much passion, right, because of a club, right, you say, oh, this player like I really love this club, you know. I feel like if Bruno was at Liverpool, he would still be as passionate. Yeah, that's just him. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's so, true. Everybody that is watching this, and he's a player that wants. He looks like somebody that wants glory, right? He wants to give it his all. He yeah, wants to see because I know. Results. I know that I, I I know that he 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 just because I, there were conversations about him renewing when before Ten Hag came, and Bruno basically said, "Guys, I did not come here to joke." I'm not going to renew if I don't know who the next manager is and if he does not have pedigree. Exactly. So, that makes it a bit scary. Like, if you look at it from that direction, that, you know, Glory and Real Madrid, you know, they are very synonymous. (laughs) Yes. A a combo, you know, it's it's as if, you know, like, if you've not played for Real Madrid, something is missing, you get. Like, I think that might same team one day when he's 29. You know? <laughs> he's, he's one year away from 29. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is my point exactly. So, I think I think that, that we need to we need to I don't know. We need to start winning while he's here. Yeah. And Anyway, um, let's we can start by the FA Cup. I, I don't know. There is, I mean, there is the obvious fact that Manchester City play a lot better. There, there is the fact that City play a lot better, no doubt. But there is still a very little person, a very little percentage of me that believes that we can win that game. If we win the Carabao and FA Cup, it's going to be a very great season moving into next season. And that's what I hope happens. So um, thank you so much for listening. This is where we are going to end. Um, I've told you what will happen next week, Tuesday. So we'll try to release the episode just before the game. Madrid play next week, Tuesday, by the way. Um, yeah, Madrid Madrid play Man City next week, Tuesday. We'll talk about our predictions for that game and who we... Of course, we try to be as objective as possible because <laughs> I remember our conversation about Arsenal and Man City and I told you, you cannot want what is impossible. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Thank you guys. So yeah, thank you so much for listening.